Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, or you're in the industry and you just like to get housing information, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. So today's topic is the missing middle, the answer to the housing crisis. Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. If you haven't already, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you search for Home Building Hero and hit subscribe. It's that easy and you'll get notified anytime we drop a new episode, so that way you don't miss any content. So this is a concept that the National Association of Home Builders is uh, promoting pretty heavily. Again, it's called the missing middle, and it's it's a term that they use for, um, you know, housing and, and and different types of housing that are pretty much getting ignored right now by the current standards zoning and municipalities. And I guess first, before I get in too far into it, I want to define what they consider the missing middle and then we can kind of talk about why it's happened and and some of the reasons why this would be an important demographic uh, or important type of housing to have moving forward. So the missing middle is basically can be something that's done in urban or suburban locations. And it's all sorts of different types of homes from bungalow courts where you have a, you know, court of these little bungalow homes, townhomes, duplexes, triplexes, and courtyard apartments. And in new construction, you see very little of this these days. And what they've talked about too in this article, which is pretty interesting, is that there's this dichotomy of of basically you have two different things that municipalities tend to approve at this point. Single family homes, and then you have your condo and your apartment type living situations. And that's basically about it. You don't see these other concepts. And a lot of the municipalities don't even have zoning or or, uh, restrictions for these type of houses. And the thing with these type of homes is they can be a little bit more affordable. And they do serve that uh, lower income, middle income type resident. And that's where we need a lot of help. You know, single family homes tend to be more expensive because you have your own lot. You need a certain amount of space. And of course, nowadays we have all these setbacks and different things. And, you know, we we put the homes further back on the lot than we used to. We're keeping them further off the side lot line. So you need this big piece of land. It's just inefficient. And then you, of course, have this building with four sides and a big roof over the top. And it's expensive. And then you add in all the other stuff, the regulation, the impact fees, you know, uh, cost of materials, tariffs, blah, blah, blah. You go on and on. It gets pretty expensive. So that's not necessarily affordable. Apartments are not affordable homes. I will argue that till the end of the day, apartments are rentals. They're not affordable homes. And although that's great that we're putting up a lot of apartments and those are almost always full, but we need to get more people into housing, getting into the ownership of a home. And uh, a lot of people, I think, would prefer to live in some sort of a home, even if it's one of these missing middle type of homes. So 
the first thing that really needs to happen is we need less restrictive zoning to allow for some of this type of housing. And that's one of the things that I think we've got to work on with our municipalities. And the reason why we want this and we need this is that there's some interesting stats here. So there's a study done recently, and they said, especially among millennials, they said 59% of millennials are looking for this type of housing, the missing middle type of homes. And only about 39% of them are looking for a traditional single family home. Okay, so that's part of it is we have this situation where we have these younger people wanting this. And the reason they want it is that there's a lot of different things that this provides. It provides, you know, especially a lot of these designs, you're going to have more walkable neighborhoods. They can live where they work. They can also play where they work. You have this higher density, which drives the cost down. So now they can afford it. And then you can also potentially have with some of these multi-generational housing where you have the ability to have more than one family member in this home. So it's pretty interesting what they're looking for and why, why they need it. And, you know, affordability, they want to be you know, able to walk places. They want everything kind of nearby. They don't want to waste their time driving all the way across town, wasting gas, all those kind of things. So it makes a lot of sense. Here's here's the rub. I mean, this is the big thing. You know, we talked about why these aren't being built. Well, guess what? Only 10% or less of homes produced in, uh, between the 90s and the 2000s were considered missing middle housing. So less than 10% of all housing production was these type of homes, these bungalows and uh, these townhouses and side-by-sides and things like that. So that's very interesting. And... Um, you know, I think we've got to look at this and say this is something that we have to start allowing. We have to start putting into production somehow. And one of the other things that's really kind of crazy about this is you look back and say, how did we get here? How did this happen? And, you know, pre-World War II, you know, World War II really changed the direction of our country. But before we get into that, before World War II, we made a lot of these houses. A lot of the stuff built before the 1940s was this um, smaller home, you know, type housing. So you saw duplexes and triplexes and fourplexes and courtyard apartments, courts of bungalows, townhouses, multiplexes, and even the live where you work thing. So you sort of had this transitional area where you would have your single family homes and then also in between that neighborhood would be some duplexes and courtyard apartments and things like that, maybe a few townhomes. And then all of a sudden you would have your high rise, you know, apartments and then your commercial. So there was sort of this transition from, you know, the rural type of housing, single family into a little bit more urbanized housing into full on apartments and then into your, your commercial and your, your downtown centers. But after World War II, you know, things changed. They rewrote a lot of the design codes to make things, you know, simpler to promote housing, but a promote a different kind of housing. And this was a very opulent time after World War II. We had so many people working. The country was on like max production. You know, there was this huge spirit of America in the country. And so, you know, it was the, the, the total you know, dream time of the American dream. You know, it was just like everybody had these homes and they were buying cars. They could afford a lot. 
you know, so, you know, people had disposable income, they're buying all these new appliances and televisions and things like that. So it was it was a very interesting time. And I think it, it kind of led to this sort of change in philosophy, where, you know, let's, let's just build our own individual home, we'll use this land, we got the space, we're the greatest country in the world, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I think we got away from some of these other types of housing, because everybody was, you know, you know, making a lot of money and had disposable income to buy these type of things. So, you know, there's a pretty interesting thought pattern on this. And the hard part really for us as a builder, a developer, even a realtor for that matter is <clears throat> there's so little of this out there. There's not a lot of values out there that you can compare this to. So that's one of the problems. The other problem is the municipalities just don't have anything on their books for something like this. And typically when you try and get a project like this through, if they don't even have the zoning available for a product like this, there's no way that they're going to approve it. And, you know, all of a sudden if you have to start going through and recreating the wheel just to get a project through, it's already so difficult to get a subdivision through. It takes so long. Anytime you do something that's outside the box, you really get penalized for it because, you know, they, they're going to take more time looking at it and they have to do extra engineering and design. And then you have to do extra stuff to prove that it works. All of a sudden, that costs a lot of dollars because when you hire, you know, assessors and you are, uh, you know, um, engineers and things like that, when you hire those type of people, to prove the product works, that's expensive. And then when the municipality has to hire people to, to look into it, that gets expensive. And guess what? The developer pays for that. And, and then you have all these other situations where the developer is paying to put the roads in and then they give them back to the city. Yet the city tells the developer how to make those roads and how big to make them and this and that. And, and there's just a lot broken with the system and you know it, it's a problem. So it'd be great if uh, there was some some work done where there was some sort of um, blanket kind of uh, zoning or um, rules around some of these type of housing so that, you know, people could kind of pick this up and take it to their municipality and say, hey, this is, this is what would work. And then also having information to say, look, this is, you know, X amount percent less than traditional housing. And this is going to help especially like in the workforce housing situation. This is going to help those that, you know, have more of the blue collar type jobs be able to afford a home instead of having to live in an apartment and never create that wealth. And look at the benefits of owning a home. You you know, not only are you putting money away every month that is your equity, but if the value of the home goes up, which most of them do, you are creating even more equity. So now you have people that are creating wealth and they get a tax deduction. So now they're, they're able to, to keep more of that money and then put it back into the economy in other ways. Plus, they're paying tax dollars and, and supporting the local economy. So it's, it's a huge win for municipalities. And you know, they also have to you know, grow a backbone. Municipalities have to say, listen, I don't, I don't care that there's a subdivision across the street of single-family homes. Homes are homes. And this vacant land that's sitting here or this dilapidated building that needs to be torn down, let's tear that down and let's put something in here that's going to work for people, that's going to provide something that the marketplace needs. We have to allow it. We're not expecting municipalities 
to create that product. That's our job. That's the private industry's job. But we need the municipality to work with us and be able to allow us to do that. So anyway, that's the missing middle. I think it's a fascinating concept. It's very interesting how we veered so far away from this. It is definitely something that we need to look more at, especially, you know, in these, you know, suburban areas kind of transitionally. Uh, maybe not so much out when, when you're out in the middle of nowhere and, and you know, you've got farms all around you. The missing middle, that doesn't make sense for that. That's, that's where your single family should be going. The missing middle should be kind of going in between your downtown areas and, and your more suburban areas. And, you know, whether it's, you know, taking a piece of land with an old building on it that's no longer used or a dark store and tearing that down or maybe even repurposing it into um, some sort of, uh, you know, multi-use thing where maybe it's uh, uh, small shops on the first floor, you know, maybe a couple of quick restaurants, dry cleaner, and then up, up above you have, you know, three stories more of single family, you know, condos or whatever that would be. We've got to start looking at more creative uses of our land and making sure that we, you know, provide what's needed in the marketplace, which is more affordable homes, more walkability, more, um, more opportunity for our younger you know, buyers out there, as well as some of the baby boomers. Some of the baby boomers are looking for this as well. They don't want to you know, travel all over uh, to get their things. They want to be able to have everything nearby. They might want the luxuries and the entertainment around them, you know, so that, hey, you, you literally just go down an elevator and, uh, you know, you've got your coffee shop and you can go get a bagel and, uh, you know, you don't have to drive, you know, into town or, or maybe even have a small grocery store where you can go pick up, you know, uh, a package of noodles or whatever it is that you need and you're good to go. You know, you don't have to drive, you know, especially as people get older, they don't want to, they don't want to drive as much. They, they, they don't want to, you know, kind of leave their, their general area. So having these conveniences and having them at hand is, is a very valuable concept. So anyway, this is very fascinating stuff. I think the missing middle is definitely a very good solution to some of the affordability issues and um, also just having enough housing because we don't have enough housing stock. And if we can put something like this together, it's going to only benefit everybody. So you know, if you see a project like this being proposed in your local municipality, you need to go to those meetings and you need to speak out when it's a public hearing and say, you know what? It, yes, it's different. It's maybe not what we've seen in the past, but that's what we need. We need this in our community. It's a good thing. It brings tax dollars in. It brings jobs. And it's providing a place not only for younger people, but also you know, retiring people, the boomers, a place for them to live that they can afford. And we need to look at that and we need to be more flexible with these types of things. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero, where we talked about the missing middle. And as I mentioned earlier, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you have the opportunity to, please rate the podcast. We love a five-star rating. We appreciate it because that helps more people find us and hear all these great messages about housing. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you all very soon.